This is episode number 42 with Elena Cardone. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your hosts, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. My name is Dave Brown, co-host of the American Snippets podcast. Really grateful to have you here today, and we are so grateful and so excited about today's guest, Elena Cardone. Elena is one half of the Cardone empire. Uh, Grant Cardone, her husband, is popular on virtually every social media platform and has one of the most diehard followings on the planet. On top of being one of the biggest influencers out there, he's also a seven-time best-selling author and a $500 million real estate tycoon. And together, they are the personification of a modern-day power couple. Elena is known to many as the queen of the Cardone empire. Her and her husband, Grant, have the kind of success some people dream of for themselves while others view as impossible. They are both respected and envied, sought after by those who understand the possibility and potential they represent and offer, while frowned upon by those who misunderstand the purpose behind their massive success. Neither Elena nor her husband make an effort to hide their wealth or all the success that they've had. Instead, they are authentic leaders who have expanded their empire by teaching other people how to emulate their success, both personally and professionally. Still, there are sides to this power couple that cannot be overlooked, and Elena shares that in this episode. She shares the very personal side of their purpose and the enormous struggles she and her husband faced along the way. From childhood traumas to costly mistakes, it is a testament to them both that they have persevered and achieved what they have. Deeply patriotic and equally charitable, Elena Cardone is a force in her own right. Now, without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Elena Cardone. Hi there. Welcome to American Snippets. This is episode 42 with Elena Cardone. I am your co-host, Barb Allen. Um, Elena Cardone is one half of America's, one of America's most badass power couples. She's also a strong success in her own right. Uh, well before she became Elena Cardone, she was one of Maxim's top models. And she also found success as a working actor until she met the man who changed her entire life's trajectory. And together, they are really making a wave across this entire country. We are very excited to have her here today. Elena, thank you for taking the time to join us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction. Oh, yeah. I worked long and hard on that. Oh. <laughs> so you you have a very complex, multi-layered story. So we're going to just walk you through it bit by bit. Because what we like to do at American Snippets, a lot of people know your business side or our guests or their you know, public, what's really out there. We like to let people get to know the people behind the success stories and really um, kind of connect with them on a personal personal level, right? So let's talk a little bit first off where you are today. Cardone Enterprise. Grant Cardone's sign is behind you. I hope one yes. we see Elena Cardone behind you. <laughs> you know, but uh, so great. So Cardone Enterprises, you're one of the top companies across the country for real estate investment. And you yeah, that's financial. Cardone Capital. Absolutely. Cardone Capital. But we share a roof with Cardone Capital and Cardone Enterprises. Yes, multifaceted there. You're also, it's, it's easy to see because you guys are, are so prevalent and so out there and you do a lot of talking about making money, building money, saving money, doing all this, doing all that. It could be easy for some people. And I saw, we were just watching Eugene E show there a little bit ago 
And even there, you know, we're paying attention to the comments that people are leaving, right? So it can be easy for people on the surface to not dig below that surface and just very quickly jump to judgment saying, or they're all about money, you know, teach your kids not about money, teach them to value things more than that. But people who get to know you a little bit more understand that you and Grant are about more than money, right? So if you, if you could send that message to people and have people take that extra, you know, even 12 seconds to dig past all the talk about money, what would you like them to know about you guys? Well, there's so much misconception around the concept of money in the first place that we even have to have the discussion because so many people, when they don't have money, they want to make money bad or wrong or the root of all evil, et cetera. And they just can't, it's a having this issue where they can't have money. So they have to have people that have money or think about money or talk about money be not okay in their world because it's not okay in their world. Um, but if anyone knows Grant and myself or follows the journey that we have been on, I, we're, the whole point is to help other people. Grant grew up without a father. Yeah. His father died when he was 10. He wanted his uncle to step in. His uncle never stepped in and showed him the way. And he made a vow at that age that he was going to help people. So now that he is in a position where he has, he has created a life for himself through trial and error, bringing himself out of the, the, the ditches, the mud, you know, he came from nothing and turned himself into the successful career. He vowed now to be the uncle G for other people to teach them what they're not teaching in schools and how success is your duty, your honor and your responsibility to take care of not only yourself, but your family, your loved ones, your community and mankind. And if you plan on living that big of a purpose, you have to have money. Money is a resource. And the more money that you do have, the more you can help others. So we do focus a lot on money because we do have big purposes. We do have good goals. uh, And you need money. And we live on an economic planet. There is no other way of getting around that. But the whole our whole purpose and whole mission is to help others and to make the work, make a difference for the, for the planet for the better. So he wants to end this misconception of poverty or middle class and thinking mm-hmm. you're stuck in that same mindset and you can never do anything about it. So that is really who we are and what our intentions are and what our mission is. And we happen to have this vehicle called he knows about business and money, and he can also teach that to you. So if we teach that, we must, of course, have that and do that right. and apply that in our life. So yes, if you're just meeting us for the first time, it might look like that, but I will never need, I like a Chanel, I like a designer shoe, just like every other woman, but mm-hmm. I don't need that to be me. I am me, and I am now at a place in my life where I can have those things and that's nice. But if that goes away tomorrow, I'm still me and I'm still going to respect everyone that I come into communication with regardless. I don't, I don't need something to be me. Yeah, I but love if that. You're, if you're just meeting me and you see that, you might perceive that. But that's not my problem. That's your problem. Yeah, I love that. And that was honestly one of the things we both noticed about you. So we've both been at a lot of events, a lot of meetings, met a lot of people, a lot of high you know, high influential people. And I got in the habit of just observing people, how they walk in the room, you know, how, how genuine are they? How this, how that, right? 
And what struck us both about you in particular when we met you at the Find and Flip Summit, first off, where both of you spoke, Grant the first day and then you the next day, you were both brilliant and amazing. And I learned a lot just from watching that. But what I really learned, what really struck me and shows how your just your genuine nature is when you walked into that room afterwards, most people or a lot of people we've met at similar circumstances flit around the perimeter of these events, right? Like, you're just there because you have to be there. You're going to kind of smile and make nice and say hello when you have to because that's in your contract, or whatever. But you walked right into that room, walked right up to us. Said, Hi, you know, started talking. And I mean, I kind of was taken aback for a minute because I'm like, these people don't do that, right? These people, she's not supposed to do that. She's supposed to just walk in the room, you know, and not talk. But that says a lot about people. And that's, I think you both come across like that because you back up what you say. There you go. You're Elena Cardone in the background now. So um, I think that just says a lot about you and the sincerity behind your message, because you actually take the time to relate to the people one on one and genuinely interested in getting to know them. So I'm really glad that you just took a moment there to explain that as well, because I think that's really important for people to understand first, who may be a little put off that no, you guys do actually have a lot to offer more than a, a paycheck and more than value. You know, you do need all of those tools that you mentioned. Resilience is, is a big one that you guys both teach, uh, you know, and speak of. You have to be resilient to overcome everything that you just talked about Grant getting through. And you've had to overcome your own setbacks in life. So I love those lessons you teach. I love that you apply them to your work and you apply them with such sincerity. And uh, I hope you both find some time every day to kind of sit back and be like, damn, we're pretty awesome, you know, and just just accept that about yourself and let that carry you forward. Um, one of the things I noticed when I walked into Cardone Enterprises as well was that there were flags lining every station there, you know, down that hallway. And this is something I don't know that a lot of people may know about you all either, but you have a very strong patriotic streak in both of you. What does very that, true. Yeah, where does that come from? I don't really know other than, you know, I have, I had a very deep connection with my father who fought in World War II. And I just have always had this um, commitment to America and to what that stands for and, and the honor and integrity and what it means to, to be an American. And it makes me very proud to be here and not take that for granted, which I feel like some people can maybe have the tendency to do um, be growing up here, but it's, it is the best nation, the best country in the world, in my opinion. And I just have nothing but respect and admiration for other people that really understand what it means to honor and have integrity and be proudful of something that you believe in. Yeah. So I didn't know that, that your father served in World War II. I spent uh, some years working as a veteran specialist and I got to meet a lot of World War II veterans who are one of this nation's you know, last treasures, right? The yeah. stories they told and the way, I don't know if people understand that all these decades after service, it stays with them. Right? I was, you know, it's amazing that you say it stays yeah. with you because in the end years, my father went into dementia, Alzheimer's kind of thing. And, and it would be amazing because, you know, he had to have evaluations every once in a while and they would say, what year is it? And he would say something like 1983 or something. But every time they would say something 
Like which, what was your military ID number? Oh, he yeah. would rattle it off and know it exactly. There was just yeah. certain things from that period and in that moment in his life, which made me realize you could never take that away through no matter what. He always had that, which equaled, you know, that was the greatest and most proudful moment of his life. Yeah, it's sort of branded into them. And all these years later, they'll come back and they would, I've had people come in and sit with me and say, you know, they didn't remember my my son's name, but he told me just for the first time last week about this battle he was in and this kid he served next to 60, 70 years ago, you know, so it's really extraordinary. Do you think that that has an impact on your current interest and desire to get involved with the military and, and give back to them? It could, you know, my father passed away a couple of years ago and I yeah. know that was something that he really believed in and instilled into me. I've always had this, this love for pretty much everything Americana. Like I love 60s cars, you know, the muscle cars. I love guns. I love military. I love our flag. I love, I love just Americana, um, Stuff, but recently I've been hanging around with a lot of military active and retired. It's just, it's just who my friends are. They just, that's who I surround myself with. And yeah. so the more I've been around these guys, the more I've had, and girls, guys and gals. When I say guys, it's, I don't mean yeah. guys only. It's just <laughs> an expression. I, I feel like today we have to be so conscious no. about what we say. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. Or someone thinks that I'm excluding them. But when you, yeah. there was a time when you could say guys and it meant guys and girls. Yep. But yeah, I'm hanging out with them more. And I just, it, it just, first off, for Grant, I know this as a fact, the only thing that he's ever regretted in his life was not serving. And yeah. that's the only thing. Grant doesn't regret anything in life, but that one thing. So he offers his program, Cardone University, for vets. It started off when he spoke at the Pentagon a couple of years ago to the transitioning vets. Right. When he developed this program and offered it for free to the vet. So it's grantcardone.com forward slash vets. However, it is for active military too. It just originated out of that. So we never changed the, the program. But yeah, so why do I have this interest all of a sudden for the military? Just because I can, you know, I, I can now. My, my kids are six and eight now. So the, the window is opened up. I have more time. I have more um, availability. And that's just the group that's, that I want to help. Right. I also want to help the children. I help children. There's other things too. Right. I know. And that's what I wanted to touch on too. You have been a huge supporter of multiple charities. You've helped to raise something around a hundred million dollars for various charities. Yes. Yeah. So what drives you to do that? Is that just your same? I, I like to keep harping on this because once again, I want people to understand that there's a lot more to you guys than the surface that they may see, right? And so I, I love this. And it's part of what we love about you too, because it's so it ties in so closely with what we talk with about here on American Snippets that anybody can succeed, but you also have that obligation to give back and to yeah. help others succeed as well. And so we love that you all do this. So how do you go about um, selecting which charities, which events, which, which efforts you get behind? I do a little bit of research. And just make sure they kind of meet up to the standards of something that aligns with our purpose. Grant, just we're um, we we started our own foundation, so we're in final approval phases for that. But Grant really had the desire to help kids without fathers, right? Uh, so that's his passion, and that's we're going to go in that direction. But but for me, you know, I I 
I love women and children. That's, that's my thing. I love women and children and I love our military because I believe my military wants to protect women and children. So the two go hand in hand. Um, how I find out about them this past weekend, I went and helped, uh, Miami house. No, I'm sorry. His house, Miami home, which is the foster kids for Miami. So I'm helping with them and make a wish and the children's, um, church, uh, the children's hospital here. It's just a citizens commission on human rights. Uh, I happen to strongly believe against the mental, uh, drugging of people and yeah. giving them all these conditions. It's just what I'm drawn to. So the more successful and the more powerful, whatever you want to call it, the more I have a, a responsibility and the more I feel I can do more. And so when I don't do more, I feel like I'm cheating myself and others. It's just, uh, it's, I think anyone in, in, in a similar situation would do the same thing. Uh, I think that's not always entirely true, but I love that you think that because, <laughs> you know, I've met a lot of people in similar situations and not everybody takes the time and effort to give, to give back in, in the way that you all do. And we love that, you know, Dave grew up without a dad. His dad took his life when Dave was three. Uh, my children grew up without their dad. My husband was killed in Iraq when they were just so little. So that's something very near and dear to both of us too. So maybe that's another reason why we really want to just get behind you guys and back you to the best that we can too, because we also believe so strongly in what you're doing. Um, so well before you met Grant, you, you know, you were Elena Lyons and you were born an American citizen in Spain, wound up obviously back in America, grew up in New Orleans. What was one of maybe the biggest setbacks or challenges you experienced before you met Grant and before you, you know, became who you are today, one of the things that you went through that maybe you thought maybe bigger than your ability to, to cope over. Yeah. Well, that happened to me when, Oh, you know what I wanted to, you just reminded me. Yeah. I was born in Spain, an American citizen on Spanish soil. My mother worked at the American embassy there, uh, you know, you know, as I'm starting well, to connect pieces as I'm talking yeah. through it, she worked as, as uh, she was the secretary to a, the secretary, the head secretary to a four-star general. And oh. I'm still trying to get secrets and she denies she knows anything. <laughs> so, but anyway, getting back to, to what I had to overcome. The yeah. hardest thing in my life um, happened when I was 13 years old. I lived right across the street from my best friend, Goldie. And... One day, my father wakes me up at four o'clock in the morning and says, Goldie's house is on fire. And I was still kind of sleeping. And, and then he said, and Goldie and her mother are still in the house. Oh, And no. that's when I bolted out of the house and I ran across the street. The fire department wasn't there. It was myself, my father, a couple neighbors, literally with a hose and buckets trying to get this thing out, waiting for the fire department. Wow. Long story short, um, the mother and Goldie died. and. Oh. My father tried to, to get me home before they brought out Goldie's body, but, um, but it didn't happen. And I saw the body and I had never seen anything like that before in my life. I, I, I if my father was not holding me, I've never experienced anything like this to this day. My knees buckled, like, yeah. like I lost control of my body. Like I would have hit the pavement yeah. had he not caught me. It just, and so it was so unconfrontable to me at that time. And 
we we came from a family that was very affectionate and very loving, but we did not really show our uh, emotions very well. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was very good at like not crying because actually, I grew up as a tomboy. You know, yeah. my father wanted two boys; <laughs> he got two girls. I was the youngest. He kind of made do. And so at that time I was just good at holding it all in and not crying and not being upset. And anyway, it was very traumatic for me to say the least. I went to school the next day because that's what you did. You just continued with life. And it was very difficult for me to, to focus in school. It was very difficult for me to not cry. It was, I, I just, I was so overwhelmed. And that's when I turned to drugs and alcohol at that part point in my life to kind of help me get over that. And I felt, I feel that was a big setback for me because I dabbled in drugs and alcohol for the next, um, almost 20 years. Wow. And I, I, I feel like if I would have had the same focus and drive that I have now, I'd be so much further ahead. Like I wasted a lot of time. It caused a lot of anxiety stress, depression, wrong choices, all with the facade that I'm having fun and life is great and isn't this glamorous and and whatnot. That was just the social veneer. Underneath was a lot of pain that I should have just dealt with and then actually moved on. And so that was the hardest thing. I, ever after that, I've had other losses. I've had other setbacks. I've had, st- you know, where your friends stab you in the back or right. boyfriend cheats or a loved one dies or whatever. But it wasn't on, that was the worst one at 13. After that, I, I feel like I could handle pretty much everything else. Yeah. And so that is sometimes the, the, the very hidden, if not so much a blessing, but you know, you have to spin things and look at the positive side, right? It teaches you a resilience. And in some ways, once you find your way past those enormous setbacks that are so dangerous to your own well-being, and once you come out the other side, it's almost liberating the sense that you're like, look, I could try this, I could fail, and that'll suck, but I've been through worse and, and come back from it, right? So do you think that going through something like that makes you even more sort of locked on to going after what you want now because you just know that you can, whatever happens, you're going to make it work? Yeah, I just, you know, um, no one likes to fail. I hate failing. I hate losing. I'm, I'm a sore loser. I mean, I will suck it up just to try to be a good sport, but I, I don't like losing it at cards. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, it, 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 like that's just who I am, but I'm, I'm very competitive and I'm always going to go for it. And I would rather just die trying, you know, yeah. than never trying and always wondering what if that, I don't know if that's in my blood or what, what it's because of what has happened or what I've been through in my life, but to me, as long as I have an air that I can breathe, I'm going to fight for what I think is right or what I want or my dream or my, my loved one. That's just in my, my blood. Yeah. And you said something here about you being competitive. And we found something about you being among the top 10 in California's shooters or <laughs> what Sporting is clay. Sporting clay. Sporting clay. Mm-hmm. Sporting clay. So you shoot and you also... Well, I know that there's a technical name for it, but it looks like 
kickboxing or what is that you're training? Oh, in? yeah. Well, that's um, that, just mixed martial arts. I'm mixed martial arts. Muay Thai. Just mixed martial, martial arts. arts Muay Thai. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I hate to even put myself in a category and even say that's what I'm doing because the, the real people that are really doing and the athletes, I, I don't want to disrespect their art and what they do. But yes, I am attempting that. I'm, I'm putting my whole heart and soul into it. I'm, I'm very new. I have so much to learn, but I do take it very seriously. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't want to compare myself because I don't want to insult the great. I don't think but, you're insulting them. I think when somebody w- comes on and gives their all, like what you just said, you're there and you're giving your all and you're training. I think that's the highest compliment you can pay somebody when you say, wow, what you're doing is so incredible. I am going to go and I'm going to get hurt learning exactly how you do what you do because it is so impressive and so important. So I think you just inadvertently wound up complimenting them. In my eyes, I, I feel like that's the, the greatest compliment that you could give them. And you're serious about it. You know, you post these videos and I mean, you're going for it. I wouldn't really want to miss you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, right. The moment I start to feel like, wow, like I actually feel good today. Like I'm not, you know, dying between rounds trying to get oxygen, you know, right. When I start to feel good, wham, like he'll come at me and I'm just like, okay, all right. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, um, but no, yeah, I go four, four or five days a week. And now I'm, I'm adding weight to it to try to get stronger. And, and, and it's, and it's a mindset. I was just like, going to ask you that too, mindset. for your mindset. It's a yeah. mindset. It's a target. It's, it's a focus. And, and, and it's a way to discipline and control one aspect of my life that I can feel like I can control. And when I can control one thing like that, the other parts of my life just kind of fall into place. I know it might sound magical in the magical world. And Grant always calls me this magical. She's got unicorn fairy dust or whatever, (laughs) but it's me and it's what I believe in. But when I can control that, like Grant's working on, let's say a hundred million dollar real estate deal. And it looks like it's going to fall out and this and this and this, like there's something that I do where I just know it's going to go right. And when my life is like not working and I have problems and I know I'm doing bad things, I'm trying to cover it up. You know, like when you, when you're not on top of your game, (laughs) I would believe that this deal would fall out. But when I am on my game and I'm controlling things, I'm like, you know what, Grant, that deal, I just know it. Like it's, it's like a sixth sense or something. I just like that one's going to go through that one will fall out. But this one, I I just get clarity and it, and it goes over my entire life. Things just work. And it might sound crazy and it probably is, but nope. that's what works for me. Yeah. No, it doesn't sound crazy to us. We love that. Do you do, do you pass any of that on to your daughters? Do you, um, you know, do they ever come watch you do that? Or they train, you, they, train. <laughs> they train with Diego. They train every no, weekend. Old, you they train every weekend and they're, and they're getting oh. it there. They're, yes. So they're, they're full on committed and into it now too. So. Yeah, they're doing wow. it. The girls are, I, I, I'll post more videos of them doing it. Yeah, so Grant's going to be living in a house of professional. Oh, like Ninja Warrior chick. We're going to be like, come on! <laughs> that could be super entertaining. You, you need to go live with that one day. That'd be fun to watch. She's like, ah. um, so you're out there in the public eye a lot. And I, I touched on this quickly before, but it was actually kind of a serious question. Is it 
is it weird or is does it put a lot of pressure on you that there's so much about you out there online? I mean, I just Googled your name before, right? And it comes up your height, your weight, your personal, you know, your net worth and all that. Does that is that a weird no. feeling? You know, no, because we we that's what we wanted to do with our lives. We wanted to be transparent. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's not all good. We we have arguments on the GE show, we have problems in our relationship that we work out. But we want to be transparent. We have big targets and we believe other people can do it too. And we're yeah. not going to be these people that gain success and close the curtain so nobody can see what we're doing. If we can do it, I came from a very middle, lower class. He came from middle, kind of lower class. If we can do it, anyone can do it. It wasn't given to it, you know? So, yeah. and, that's, and that's our purpose. And, and the other thing is, is I don't really have a button on things anymore. When I was an actress in Hollywood, when I was in Maxim in my 20s and probably looked the best ever is when I was the most insecure, lying about my age, lying about my weight, even height, if I needed to be taller or shorter for a role or for this job or that job. Now, I just don't care. I, I, I have n- Everyone can know how old I am, how much I weigh. It's out there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it does. The, the, you know why my goals and purposes are so big that yeah. none of that. Like, I don't don't even have time or attention for it. It's just, you know, I don't like when people say hateful or mean things about me, but I can't really. It's going to happen regardless. Yeah. You could know 12 people or you can know 12 million people. Yeah. Yeah. So what is one thing that you have accomplished that you are most proud of? Everyone's gonna say this. Um, if they so have not your children. kids, not your kids. We're gonna I know. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I'm proud that I gave yeah. home birth yeah. without any drugs. I'm really <laughs> proud of that. I feel like that's a badge of honor that I, you know, get to wear. Yeah. Uh, and I had that experience. But you know, the biggest accomplishment that I've done and feel great about is my some of the body of acting work. Uh, what I'm doing as far as helping people with their relationship. The people that yeah, write yeah. to me and have success and have listened to us and and have changed their relationships or saved them or made them better, that is my greatest accomplishment. Like, yeah, that's a great feeling to know that something you've done has actually genuinely helped somebody move past something that they've been stuck on or, yeah. or struggling with. Yeah, that's a yeah. super cool feeling. So you have a book coming out soon, very soon, very soon. What is the title of that book? Can you say? Yeah, it's going to be Build an Empire, How to Have It All. Nice. And you wrote that book on your own, just, you just felt like you needed to write this book. Yes. And I I wanted it to be done a couple months ago. I'd never written a book before. I've always disliked school. So the thought of having to sit down and be disciplined enough to write, and I don't write like Grant, where he can just write like literally and it's done. Like me, yeah. I write and then I'm on this chapter and then I go back and I want to rewrite this chapter because this reminds and I get myself all confused and Grant's like, don't do that. So I am behind on that target, but I am in the final stages. I have the book complete. I'm sending it out to friends to read now, some close yeah. friends for some feedback. I have a few more notes myself. When I collaborate, collect all of that, then I'm going to go and get it done and it'll be Benito. Nice. It is hard work to write a book. It does take a lot of discipline. No, like you, you see, know, you not just it. not just sitting down and spewing out whatever pops into your head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a craft and a, and a definite 
dedication. I'm looking forward to that coming out. What is one thing that you hope people will gain from it? One of the biggest things that they can take away from that book. Like if you, if you had somebody write and say, Elena, I just read your book and I blank. What would that be? The, the biggest thing is if they actually wrap their head around the concept that they are building an empire. Like they're either building an empire of their little small world, little day-to-day operations, and that's it. And it's about this big, or it's ginormous and it's going to grow. I want them to wrap their head around that empires actually can be built. And the size of it is determined on whether with every decision that they make, they're either creating or destroying it. Yeah. With every decision that you make, you're either creating your empire or you're destroying it. And that goes with anything nattering or nagging about your husband or spending money on shoes that you should be putting and investing in your company or yourself. Every single decision, how you treat your child, were you disrespectful? Did you snap at them? That's destroying your empire. You want your children to grow up to, you know, be an asset to the empire, to grow into, you know, so every little detail, if they could get that, every little aspect of your life is either creating your empire or you're destroying it. That would be like, wow, I gave something to someone because now they're thinking with a different mindset. Right. Everything has that ripple effect that can be sometimes hard to see when you're in the moment. Exactly. Keep that in mind. That would make a big difference in how we all do. Right. What do they say? Remember tomorrow. Right. That's that's the saying. You know. So understand how. Yep. Understand how everything you're doing is going to impact your tomorrow or your children's tomorrow. So. I, I would imagine you will hear a lot of that from people who, who do read your book. We like to ask them, ask our guests a few certain questions every time, mostly because sometimes because they're fun and sometimes you know, largely because they're interesting, right? So if you could go back to your 22-year-old self and give yourself one piece of advice, and I know it's a question I think I heard somebody else ask you that recently. So I guess we're not as original as we thought we were, but, but we're going <laughs> to, I'll take it. We'll ask anyway. Okay. <laughs> so what would that be? My 22-year-old self, I would say, do not try to impress anyone but yourself. Yeah. Some of the people that you're hanging out with at that age, I do not know now. I do not care about now. They were not on my team. They were actually anti-me. They, they were not asset to me. And yet I did so much of my life to try to make them happy or to try to fit in or to, you know, and for me, it's like, look, just focus on yourself and improving yourself and learning and, and being that best version of yourself. And of course, back then I was doing drugs and alcohol that would have been number one eliminated. That would have been chucked out the door right then and there. Yeah. It's a hard, it is, sometimes that does have to come with age and experience, you know, mm-hmm. because you have to, if you don't feel the pain of the, of the mistake, sometimes you're just going to keep making it. And, yeah. And, and that's who you yeah. surround yourself with too. Yeah. It's like, Absolutely. you know, it, it's hard to do the right thing surrounded by everyone who is, who's, who's not doing the right yes. thing. Yes, <laughs> totally. I've been there too. Um, okay. So, so if there was one person that you could call up today, like right now, get off this with me, pick up the phone, call someone and hang out for the rest of the afternoon with one person that you haven't met, that you would very much oh, like I haven't to, met that you have not met. Uh-huh. Who would that be? It would be uh, living or non-living living. 
Oh, living. Okay. Um, that I have not met. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Who's yours? Who's mine? Nobody ever asked me that before. I like to ask people that, right? So <laughs> I think I just going to sound weird. First off, I would really like to meet Mike Rowe. I really love that dude. I think he's doing yeah. some amazing work, some really super impressive work. I'd like to meet Sarah Blakely. I love the work she does and the mm-hmm. message she sends out. So those are two of the people that, that maybe pop into my mind. Liam Neeson. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think Elon <laughs> Musk is really interesting. Elon Musk, yeah. I, I, I'd like to maybe talk to him for a little while. Yep. Yeah. I know. It, it's funny because we like to study, you know, these books. I don't know if you've read Tim Ferriss, who has these books that four day work week. Yeah. yeah, but he takes, the, you know, a book where people he's interviewed. And so w- the people we interview have all accomplished extraordinary things or are just exceptional Americans and giving back and, and uphold everything that we fight for. And so we're finding similarities in some things. And several of you have said Elon Musk. So it's just a little interesting tidbit, you know, to, to that people constantly look to people who have, there's always someone else who can teach them something, right? No matter exactly. how much, how much they've learned. So we talk, we also talk a lot about the American dream here. We have our own idea of what the American dream means to us, but what, what really inspired us to get going and really helped us find our own vision was so many people harping on the fact that the American dream is dead or it's just an illusion or it's just for a certain set of people and blah, blah, blah. Here's why you can't go for it. And we were like, enough already. We're going to show you. So everybody we bring to our audience has followed their own American dream and is giving back and helping people find their own. So you did touch on it a little bit, but wrap it up one more time. What does that American dream mean to you? The American dream is available to anyone under any circumstance, as long as that person is willing to eliminate all excuses why not to have something? If you're willing to do whatever it takes and, and, and let go of the excuses that are totally real and totally legitimate and get the job done anyway, ethically, but yeah. get the job done with honor and integrity, the American dream is there. You can create it. If, if I didn't believe anyone could create it, I would not be doing what we are doing with our lives. Like if I didn't believe that, like I'd have to go do another industry because that is my dream. My dream is that everyone can have the dream and let, let us help you show you how let's do it together. Let's unify and make it happen and inspire others and encourage others. And let's all like build each other up. And, and it sounds hokey maybe, but that is what is in my heart. That is what I believe. And that's, that's my, that's my flag. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so to our returning veterans, and we mentioned before, but I want to make sure we really ram this home to the veterans in the active duty. You and Cardone Industries, Cardone Enterprises does have that program where they can access that for free. And I want to doubly em- emphasize here, this is for active duty as well. Is that available to the active duty spouses? Do you know? I don't know. I asked Grant about that yeah. recently and he said to me, um, yeah, we should do that, but I don't know. I'll have to get back with you and get you that information because right now I know when they go to grantcardone.com forward slash vets, they enter, I guess their military ID number. I'm not sure the instructions will tell them. So I'll have to figure out if the spouses enter their, their spouse's number or how we technically can roll that out. But he did give me a verbal yes on that. I just don't know 
how to roll it out yet. Yeah, no, I was just asking, um, and I don't know if you guys are even aware, you know, our military, our active duty families, tens of thousands of them are on food stamps because their active duty soldier, you know, earned that. So I, it is so awesome for us to see, and this is work we do with Gold Star Wives who go through the same thing, to have these people going through what they're going through and serve on behalf of all of ours and then have to worry about making their car payment at home is ridiculous. And the work that you all do is such a viable means to generate a meaningful and even substantial income and support and take care of your family and provide. So offering that to the veterans and the active duty is really, I think, one of the most valuable things you can give them. They don't want to come home and get a handout. You know, they don't want to ask for help. They don't want to do that. But to help them find a new purpose and a way to provide for their family in a way that they're providing for the country is a huge means of giving back. So I just want to thank you both for, for making sure that you keep that on the radar and let you know how important that is to so many people. And I hope you get to hear a lot of feedback from those families and get to see firsthand the impact you're making because I can tell you it's enormous. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Yep. And that's it. We, we thank you again for taking the time to be with us today. If people want to find out more about you, I see behind you, it says Elena Cardone, because we didn't even touch on a hundred zillion of the things that you do, because we'd have to have you on all day to do that, right? But is there a particular program or something that we haven't mentioned that you really want people to know or check out or find out about before we go? Um, you can follow me at Elena Cardone on on Instagram. I'm really yeah. great on Instagram. You can DM me if you have any questions or anything like that. But if you go to, what is it, grantcardone.com, yeah. No, that's how you can find out more about, they can go to the G&E show and watch what I do there. Right. Um, Grant Cardone, no, my grantcardonetv.com and you can see the G&E show. And that's really, I do that show because I really want to, my passion is to help the families and the, and get back together and yeah. really work on the relationship. So that, that's where they can really check out what I do. Okay, perfect. Thank you again so much for taking the time to be with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. All right, that wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Today's show is brought to you by Real Estate Worldwide. Real estate investing is one of the fastest and lucrative ways to achieve the American dream. If you don't think so, just look at the Cardones, right? Uh, But the key is having the right blueprint to follow. And that's exactly where Real Estate Worldwide comes in. The founder of this top-ranked education and software company is not only a good friend of mine, but he's been a personal mentor of mine through the years. His name is Kent Clothier. We've had him on the podcast as well. That's episode 007, uh, 007, uh, for those of you who want to check out that episode. Uh, And his company's systems and trainings have played a huge role in my success as a real estate investor, and he's trained uh, thousands of people across the country as well. The REWW Academy is hands down the premier real estate investing learning system. And Kent and I have put together a very special training for anyone who would like to learn more. Just visit americansnippets.com forward slash REWW. Again, that wraps up today's show. If you enjoyed this episode with Elena Cardone, please tell a friend, leave us a review, share this on social media. Make sure you tag us at American Snippets. You can also tag Elena at Elena Cardone. Don't forget to visit our website as well to see the full featured article we did on Elena. 
Barbara does an amazing job doing a uh, an article on each of our guests. You can watch the full interview we did with uh, Elena as well. You can do all that at americansippets.com forward slash 042. And don't forget to join the movement and connect with us on Facebook as well. We publish daily inspirational content throughout the day at facebook.com forward slash American Snippets. Again, we are looking to spread our message of positivity, possibility, and patriotism across this country. So please support us in this mission by subscribing on iTunes or on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. Tell a friend what we're doing here. The more subscribers, listeners, and reviews we get, the more exposure we, could, we can provide our guests and the stories that we feature here on the podcast. Finally, don't just be inspired or entertained by our guests. Let their stories ignite you into action in your own life. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next time.